for me, I see documentation as just a first step. Um, consistent execution is where process improvement really pays dividends. The pursuit of, of excellence is something we're all striving towards. I want you to focus on what you do best. You need to have an approval. How many approvals? What are the steps? It's really about listening. If it's not documented, it's, it's not done. Thanks for tuning into In Systems We Trust, the show where we dive into all things systems and processes and hear from the professionals that are using them to change the landscape of their organizations every day. Today, I'm talking to Keith Gillette. Keith is the founder and CEO of Task Train. As an incessant optimizer, systems savant, and introverted entrepreneur, Task Train brings together Keith's passion for pragmatic process management and his alarming affection for alliteration. He lives in Boston, Massachusetts with his wife. Thank you so much for being on the show today, Keith. How's your day going? Good, good. I really appreciate the opportunity to talk to you today, Marcus. Yeah, it's great. I'm glad that you said yes. And I'm looking forward to hearing more about um, what Task Train has to offer. So you're, you're currently the founder and CEO at Task Train. Um, what industry, I guess, would you say that you fall into and, and what does your organization do exactly? Task Train is a business to business software as a service company. Uh, I would say our mission is to enable individuals and organizations to achieve excellence by designing and developing and delivering our simple, scalable process management software. Uh, so our namesake uh, product, Task Train, is a super simple process management application that enables small and medium businesses and work groups to effectively manage the routine work of their everyday operations. Um, what, what an application like Basecamp or Asana do for project management, that is planning and scaffolding execution of a unique set of tasks that you do once to achieve a particular goal, Task Train does that for process management, planning and scaffolding ongoing activities that teams repeatedly perform to carry out everyday business operations. Awesome. And, and do you feel like you're, you're drawn into any one particular industry? Are there groups of people that are using Task Train right now or that you would consider to be your, your ideal clients? Absolutely. So we are, we are at base, of, I would say, a horizontal platform. Any organization or team that has ongoing processes that they want to do the same way every time to ensure quality uh, could benefit from a process management platform like Task Train. Uh, my background, which we might get into, is in IT operations management, um, and that's that's one sort of the beachhead customer profile, let's say, right? We've got a lot of uh, processes uh, that have a whole bunch of steps. They're complicated. They often require multiple people to do different parts uh, of those procedures. And so that's, that's one customer profile. Uh, we've also had a lot of interest from um, distributed virtual teams, especially um, marketing teams actually, who have say content producers, uh, maybe some social media specialists, uh, a project manager, and they have a production schedule for their clients for whom they're, they're putting out new content. That content varies, but the procedure they wanna follow for each of those clients is the same. And so that's, that's say another example customer profile for us. Okay, I'd love to know more about your background. I know you started going there, but you know, how long have you been operating Task Train? How did you get to this 
this spot where you yourself are in, you know, this, this world of, you know, SAS, um, you know, can, can you talk more about that and, and really what brought you to this space? Yeah, I'd love to. Well, Task Train is actually just getting started in the market. By the time this podcast is published, we'll have released the last feature to complete our public beta phase. Uh, we're very much looking forward to getting broader adoption and eagerly anticipating the user feedback to help us guide our next uh, feature builds. Myself, I've been working on Task Train for, um, for quite a while now. This is my uh, first entrepreneurial adventure. Um, and as a, a founder funded startup, we've sacrificed a little speed for control and building the right solution uh, to some high quality standards, which is what you want in the process management field. So you asked about my professional background and my path here. Um, I, I mentioned that that has been in IT operations management. Um, I started my career as a support technician, um, then a network and systems administrator, but I quickly moved into IT management of leadership, primarily in education. Uh, and um, I've uh, you know, had the honor of being the president of the Illinois Chief Technology Officers professional organization when I lived near Chicago. Um, and I've headed uh, several IT departments uh, in, as both an organizationally embedded IT director and also as a virtual and fractual, a fractional uh, interim CIO. Uh, and that's what I've done a bit since moving to Boston. I still do that on occasion um, as sort of a CIO at your service uh, consulting engagement. The impetus for Task Train to what got me started on this uh, entrepreneurial path was actually the experience of leading those um, IT service departments. Uh, in my leadership roles, um, I, um, I would ensure that my teams had um, standard operating procedures that we had documentation developed as just part of our project implementation. Uh, and my former employees, I think, would tell you that my motto was, if it's not documented, it's, it's not done. Okay. But even with uh, hiring competent and caring team and having documentation for standard operating, operating procedures in place, I, I found that we, um, we made mistakes just more than, than we should have. Uh, and on, on dumb stuff too, things that were really entirely avoidable if we had consistently followed those procedures. Yeah. Uh, one reason is because IT is complicated uh, and not everything can be automated, not even now in the age of DevOps. Uh, yeah. So there's still that, that human factor. Um, and then the rush of trying to serve a user, uh, finish up the setup uh, for someone who needs their laptop right now, we'd forget a step that would inevitably come back to bite us. So, oh, I forgot to deploy anti-malware after reinstalling the operating system on that laptop. Uh, Keylogger got installed, not, not good. I mean, just, just those, those, those stupid things that uh, are a small misstep can lead to major consequences later on. So, so that's, that's sort of the backstory. Even though we tracked our service request in a help desk ticketing system, and we had these documented procedures, um, there's still this gap uh, between that ticketing workflow and those SOPs. Um, and that's, that's the, uh, the gap that Task Train tries to bridge. Mm. 
the um, just one one more thing the the sure. specific crystallizing event right so that's that's the the narrative backdrop but the crystallizing event was listening to the audiobook of uh, the checklist manifesto which i highly recommend to you and your listeners if you uh, if you haven't read it um, by uh, uh, harvard medical professor and surgeon atul gawande okay I, I know that that book right now is in my Amazon wish list. I just need to click buy now. Um, but yeah, great book for, from what I've seen and what I've heard from it. Um, great title. I, I want to hear more about your role at, at Task Train because I know like you've told us a lot about your history, which is so impressive how you, you've come to this place and you're taking this now entrepreneurial journey. And I'm sure you're familiar with uh, Michael Gerber's The E-Myth, right? And so... Um, Another inspiration, another book that I commend to everyone as well. So of that was, course. I read that many years ago and that informed the work that I was doing as an IT director and um, uh, re really the mindset I had around uh, how to do my job in those roles and is, is one of those touch points for me even now. That's incredible. Yeah, because he, he talks about this, this manager and, you know, the technician and, you know, at, at some point, these these people have this struggle where they have this what he calls entrepreneurial seizure. Right. But it, it doesn't sound like that's what happened with you. I mean, like you just you just let us know that you read the book early on and you were inspired from those readings and your other, you know, learnings along the way the importance of process documentation and, and starting from scratch, right? And so uh, I'd say for you, it's pretty evident that you did not, you know, suffer one of those seizures and, you know, you you are in the place where you need to be. And so like, what does a, a typical week look like for you in, um, and until when it comes to the work that you do? Sure, well, my, my title on the Task Train Articles of Incorporation is Chief Executive Officer, which sounds impressive, but I, I tend to refer to myself as the founder and factotum, factotum being the, the wearer of many hats and uh, jack of all trades. Um, Tastrain is a founder funded company. We have uh, a few equity partners participating in a dynamic equity split and a small development team, but we haven't raised uh, outside investment. Uh, so, so we're a very lean team and I'm involved in just about everything. Um, as to my, my, uh, my typical day or typical week, as a product company, much of my time is taken up with product development. I, I start uh, my day with our daily application development stand-up meeting via Zoom um, from my home office here. And uh, that may take me into a, a deep dive into the code uh, with the developers if they have issues. Um, I'm, I'm the product manager. It was my, my idea, my vision. Um, and I'm also the development manager for uh, the, uh, the development team. I did the technical architecture and I'm really the, the lead programmer. So those are, those are the hats that I'm, I'm putting on uh, and taking off in, in the morning. I may go from writing a user story to describe how a feature is going to work uh, to decomposing that, that uh, feature story into development tasks for the other developers. Um, updating our development processes based on feedback from the last feature release um, and um, uh, getting the, the procedure right for getting the code in for review and submitting pull requests, et cetera, um, to actually building the code as well. Uh, the 40,000 lines of um, task train, I've, um, I've written a fair number and I've, I've, I've proofread every, every single line. So that's, um, that's typically my morning. 
Um, but I'm also, of course, responsible for the business side as well. So afternoons may be spent writing a blog post to contribute to content marketing efforts, uh, reviewing next round of uh, social media posts from my social media partner, um, or developing a new copy and design for website updates um, and tasking our, our website um, developer to implement that. Um, interspersed perhaps um, user support via chat or email as, as issues and questions come up. Um, and uh, just right now, uh, two evenings of my week are taken up with participation in the Venture Cafe uh, launch pre-accelerator program based out of uh, Cambridge, Massachusetts, just uh, across the river here. So that, that gives you a flavor of, of what I'm, I'm, I'm doing on a, a typical day or week. And I think like the, the wearer of many hats is a, a definite understatement. Um, in your case, if there's another analogy that encompasses all that you have under your purview, I think, um, yeah, um, we're, we're definitely leaning more towards that end of the spectrum. But, you know, obviously like you, you've come a long way on your own. You have, you know, more than enough knowledge and experience in this space and, um, you haven't done it on your own. You're, you're, you're managing a team. You have developers. There's back and forth. There's iterations in your processes. And so I want to know what the um, evolution of those, you know, company um, systems and policies have, um, ha have really looked like. Is it you taking your wealth of experience and saying, this is what we're doing. This is how we do things here. Follow this. Is it a collaboration of best practices from your dev team that is, you know, displaced around, you know, the globe and are you coming together on those things? You know, how often are you reviewing them, making improvements? So like, what does it look like? Where's the knowledge coming from and, and how are you making those improvements over time? Sure. Well, I would say I definitely take the lead on that um, uh, process and, and procedure development, getting the systems um, right. But it is, uh, it is a collaborative process. I think that you, you absolutely um, have to involve the people who are doing the work in designing the work. Um, uh, they're the ones who uh, have the intimate knowledge of the, the details um, that make or break uh, quality execution. So um, it, it's, it's got to be a, a collaborative process. And the more ownership you can give the people who are doing the job of designing the job, the better results you'll have. Uh, that said, I found that you have to, as a leader, you know, set the expectation that we are going to have shared and common processes and we are gonna have standards by which um, the effectiveness of those procedures are judged. And so that's why I take the lead on making sure it's documented and making sure that um, those, those procedures are, are followed, not, not in a, you know, a, a punitive way or in a, in a controlling way, but just in a pursuit of excellence way. And so how do you really keep your, your team online? Because, yeah, the pursuit of, of excellence is something we're all striving towards. But as we know, it's never perfect. You, you just you know said that there's feedback that's received. There are iterations of these processes. And what I find, you know, with um, the more clients we talk to, um, the more build outs we do at Ditto is, you know, that there's this problem with, you know, work about work. Right. And so you're, you're getting caught in trying to find where the knowledge is. You're trying to find where things go, who um, is doing what, by when. And generally, 
you know, there are times where the left hand may not know what the right hand is doing. And, and, and so with that term work about work, I want to know what does that mean for you? What does it look like in your organization? And, you know, what do you do with your team to eliminate all the in-between that can often bog down teams and organizations? Right, right. Great. Well, I think, I think there are a couple kinds of, of work about work. Some of that I would just call administrivia, right? Um, yeah. In the, in the quality management world, uh, it might also be known as uh, non-value added activity, right? Your N NVA, uh, work that doesn't produce something for right. your, your customer, right? As they're the ultimate judge of the worth of the product you produce. And if it's not producing value in what the product or service they're getting, it's, it's just a non-value add. Uh, and that's one of the, the seven wastes of the quality management discipline of lean thinking. So if, if that's the type of work about work that you're talking about, then uh, looking to, to lean methodologies is what I would do because it really provides uh, the, the methodology for assessing and minimizing or eliminating that uh, non-valuated work. Uh, their classic tool is, uh, is what value stream analysis. Um, and that's a tool that I've used in process consultation work with uh, other organizations. You know, you just map out um, all of the processes, say, in, in your critical production process and categorize each step as to whether it's adding value from what the customer is ultimately going to get or if it's just like for some internal uh, uh, purpose, um, some compliance regulation or bookkeeping, that sort of thing. Uh, and you can get fancy and quantify the effort for each of those steps and the cycle time to get from one to the next to figure out where your big wastes are. But just mapping that out uh, and categorizing that can be um, you know, hugely eye-opening and helpful in figuring out how to either minimize the time and effort on those steps or just better yet eliminate them if you can uh, get rid of them. And um, for, for that, um, especially for just minimizing if you have to keep um, those steps in place, automation systems can, um, can enormously help. And, um, and that sort of automation or uh, systems of coordination um, can help you know, remove that type of waste and just the back and forth of whose job is it, right? That, that whose job is it, where are we in the process, even if they are value-added steps, just that overhead of communication um, is uh, something that every team struggles with and is one of the reasons that I, I built a task train because for ongoing uh, procedures that have multiple steps, Lots of times it's in the handoffs between those steps that um, problems can occur. Somebody just drops the ball. They didn't realize that it was their turn to pick something up, the deadline is missed, et cetera. So, you know, Task Train allows you to uh, take your standard operating procedures and integrate them into everyday workflow as actionable assignments. You, you create a checklist, um, template, uh, put in every step in whatever procedure that you're having to do. So if you're onboarding a new employee, you've got all of those phases mapped out. And at each step, you can have a, um, 
as, as much documentation or instructional material, the just-in-time training that you need for the people who are going to be carrying out uh, those steps. And then when it comes time to onboard a new employee, you assign that procedure. And each step then can have uh, its own assignee, its own start and due date, and its own comment thread. So that's how we try to address this generic problem of work about work, of uh, just coordinating the handoff between um, uh, different people in a process uh, by centralizing it all around uh, a, shared, um, a, a shared understanding of the process, which is right there in front of you. Wow. And, and how do you or, or how does task train in this case help you prioritize that? So if, if, if you're running lean, for example, right, like you're organizing like your backlog or your, your, your different variants and you, and you know there are, there are some issues that you need to address. How do you personally prioritize those things? Is it do you start on the customer facing side or is there anything that's mission critical? And like, what does that setup look like to make sure that, you know, within a timely manner, you can address those, those, those variants and, um, and, and resolve those problems in improve the processes. Right. So for that, I would go to um, another uh, quality management methodology, theory of constraints. So right. you need to look at what the bottlenecks are, what the constraints are on your um, on your business. In, you know, primarily you're trying to deliver value according to your organization's mission um, and uh, achieve some level of throughput that is um, uh, sustaining your business and providing what you've promised to your customers. So for task train, that is uh, putting out the next feature um, and, and satisfying uh, a customer um, uh, support requests, right? So those would be a couple of, of critical processes that we would look at uh, and it, it, it just depends on what's driving your business, what those important processes are um, to look at. But it's, it's really the, the primary production function uh, of your organization. If you're delivering a service, what is that service? What is the, uh, the process for delivering the service? And if you break that process down from what the customer gets to how you're delivering it, um, what is it that is the thing that is slowing it down the most? Uh, is it available time for your key employees? Are they wasting too much time on um, the sort of handoff that we talked about that work about work? Uh, you've got to look at that and the answer is going to vary, but it's finding that constraint and then figuring out how can we relieve that constraint? If it's a non-value added um, step in your process that you can eliminate, great. Now you can get faster throughput, deliver more um, uh, of whatever it is your organization is, is uh, putting out there uh, in, in less time. Okay, and just to circle back on something you said earlier, like do you have beta testers right now that are providing some of this feedback as well? Or do you have your own internal roadmap of features and you're doing your debugging as you go along just to continue to improve on, on, on the platform? What does that look like? How are you getting that feedback? 
Sure. So, so we have had uh, a couple of waves of, of beta testers. We're in an open, open beta, but we also had a private beta before that. And that was very valuable in, um, in, in giving us initial direction. Uh, so that uh, the, while, the, while the initial vision for the, the product was, was driven by, you know, scratching my own itch um, of what I described in, in managing uh, service departments and wanting to bridge that gap, uh, we've definitely uh, really valued and, and, and taken the feedback from the beta testers that we have and are looking forward to, to broadening that scope uh, to figure out what it is that would be useful to build next now that we have this basic uh, workflow that I described in place. Okay. And so what does it look like? Um, I'm curious, like, because you manage a remote team, can you just confirm that? Like, wh where is your team right now? Are they all in the U.S.? Are they, are they offshore? Are they overseas? So, uh, yeah, I have um, a, a partner in, uh, a marketing partner in uh, Canada uh, right now. And we're fully distributed. And then I have a development team and a development partner Okay. in uh, in bangalore uh so that's um uh where our, our primary development uh, support is coming from at this point so we're okay. multiple multiple time zone uh company and uh we have to work with the the overlap in times between uh british columbia and and bangalore yeah here in boston in between yeah so, sounds exactly like what we're all doing right just you know trying to manage multiple people everywhere and across different time zones so like my question really is with a displaced team right you have, you have different time zones you have different things to um consider and now especially with people not in a maybe office or dedicated working space they're at home they're distractions and, and so how are you you know triaging with your team um you know setting up projects i know you said you have your your daily stand-ups and so is your day just pretty much spread out with meetings and then how are you, you know, you know, handling your planning and, and resourcing as well with these, with these individuals and like really rallying around your team. Um, you know, is the team supporting each other? Are they going to, you know, colleagues to make these things happen? Or are you championing that and making sure that it's happening? What does that team dynamic really look like? Sure. Well, we, uh, I really believe in, uh, especially for the developers, a lot of maker time, right? Because it it takes um, in development as well as in a lot of creative fields, uh, long blocks of uninterrupted focused time to get quality work done. If you're constantly being interrupted, then uh, your your productivity is gonna drop. Just the, the setup time to get back into the flow of either writing code or writing a blog post or designing uh, you know, a, a graphic, whatever it is, uh, takes a while. And that's a huge drag on productivity. So uh, we, we try to, to time block um, and uh, for my Myself, for example, I, I time block uh, the morning after my stand-up to check in for the most challenging intellectual work of the day, and I try not to schedule meetings during that time. Uh, so 
that may be um, you know, working on the, the next feature, whether that's writing the user story for it, doing mockups for it, or actually uh, coding it. Uh, so I've got a couple hour block there, uh, shift to something else in the afternoon when uh, I may have a little bit less uh, freshness and, and energy. Um, we do use uh, some interrupt driven um, technologies like, like Slack um, just to do quick check-ins. Um, uh, we're, we're still a small team, so that's not too bad. Uh, I'm not a big fan of uh, of that myself. I mean, it's it's great to have the instant connection and just being able to basically virtually knock on somebody's office door as you would have in um, in a traditional uh, uh, co-located work environment. But at the same time, you've got that issue of of interruption. So I actually is one of the um, the uh, policies that we have here or guidelines for communication established a um, a uh, uh, a matrix of, uh, of of communication priorities. Actually, the the, the matrix is available as okay. um, as a blog entry on our website as well. Of what medium to use for what kind of message, right? Do you really need to make this uh, an interrupt-driven uh, Slack message, or is this a, a general discussion that we can have in uh, either you know? not a direct message, but uh, uh, a Slack channel, uh, or is it an email? We don't expect uh, a, uh, uh, the same sort of response time from an email that you would from uh, a Slack message, or is it uh, a collaborative um, question that we need to solve in um, a, a scheduled meeting where we're having real-time face-to-face because it's, it's going to take a while to sort out and there may be some sensitive issues. Uh, is it something that we can develop in a Google Doc together, right? So just uh, a list of considerations and recommended communication channels for that. So that's one thing that uh, has helped our internal communication workflow is just establishing those shared expectations for different types of communication and providing the right tool for the job. And I've done a lot of work um, in our, our core processes, application development in particular, of, of you know, not only creating the standard operating procedures for doing that, um, and uh, those were just you know initially a Google Doc where I listed out, here's the procedure that we're gonna follow, here's the uh, design phase, here's the development phase, here's the review phase, the deployment, et cetera. Now that task train is online, those procedures live in task train because that's, that's what the tool is designed for. Um, but also some custom systems to support that. So we use Airtable, for example, which is uh, uh, sort of a Google Sheet-like uh, relational database that's been very effective for us. In, uh, in keeping our development workflow on track. I had started with a Google Sheet that had about a dozen tabs in it, one tab devoted to a list of features and prioritized, um, one of them to a release plan that would be related to a group of feature or one feature in particular, uh, one, uh, a list of specific tasks that was related to getting that feature out the door, uh, another to a list of the, um, uh, the data models that we needed to create to implement that feature, another of all of the, uh, the visual components that we needed to create uh, to make the user interface, another for the application programming interface that's used for the client to talk to the server, 
And that was great, but what Airtable allows you to do is then stitch them all together so that you can yeah. just follow the links and see how they're all related. Uh, and know this task, I'm working on this feature and this feature is related to this story and this, uh, and, and this component and it's, it's all together for us so we can be on the same page. And, and that's really been um, uh, a great uh, boon to our, our workflow and coordination and keeping everybody on the same page as well. You just said so much in there and it's so much, it, it was so good. I have, I have questions. Um, so one of them is around like the Airtable G Suite's integration with, with Task Train, but just to go back to Slack for a little bit, um, do you have um, kind of onboard, you know, communication channels within Task Train? Um, because like, like you said earlier, like if it's not in that project management system, like it, it doesn't exist. And for us, that's Asana. Right. And so, you know, uh, oftentimes we'll be in a Slack channel. And I tell my partner this all the time. It's like Slack is like a black hole for me. If you need me to do anything or if you don't want me to do something, absolutely put it in Slack because it will it will it will not happen. And we, we have these conversations with the team where we're back and forth and we're, we're clearly talking about the project. We're talking about the deliverable. We're talking about the, the client or the build and you know, oftentimes like someone will jump back in and say, great, let's continue this conversation in Asana and we'll, we'll bring it back. Right. And so it's like, um, I, I would love to get the, the link to your blog, um, that you, that you talked about on the different, you know, uses for the channels, but that is a, a common problem. And then you have this issue where, oh, we communicated about this. We talked about this and then it's, where is it? Right. And then you're searching through Slack. It's not where it's supposed to be. So first question is, does Task Train have any onboard um, communication channels where those things can happen? And then I'm curious to know, um, the second part is if you're still using Airtable, it sounds like you are, sorry, if you're still using Google Sheets, um, how, how does that integrate then with Task Train and, and, and how does everyone know where they need to be looking for certain things? Are, are you providing links and housing them in Task Train so that there is that connection? I'd love to know more about that. but. First on the on, on the comms inside of Task Train. Yes. So comms inside of Task Train is an absolute yes. One of the the core features that we built out and uh, you know got early beta beta tester feedback on was the need for this. Uh, it was on the roadmap uh, originally, but we prioritized it um, uh, because we knew from feedback how important it was to have integrated uh, communication in the tool. So you could talk about the work in the context of doing the work and tracking the work. Mm -hmm. So in Task Train, you know, you, you have um, a, uh, a, a checklist-based procedure that gets turned into an assignment every time you execute that procedure. So you're familiar with uh, Asana, uh, you, that assignment is basically the same format as your uh, contents, all the tasks in your project, right? Yeah. So you can yeah. have um, a multi-level uh, outline or hierarchy of, of tasks, assignments have the same thing, but they're set in a process format. So they're consistent every time. Yeah. Each task then in that uh, assignment can have its own comment thread. And we also have an aggregate view uh, so that you don't have to dig down in 
what which which subtask was I in where we had that comment thread, you can get a global view of the all of the conversations that have happened um, on an entire workflow uh, and uh, those in in our it depends on whether you're in the free version or the paid version, but the paid version also allows you to have attachments. So you can upload uh, documents, pictures, if you're executing a task and you need to, uh, to document something uh, that, that's included as well. But just like uh, with Asana, you can have task level uh, comment threads. We allow that in task train as well. So that's very important. Okay. Um, and the, um, uh, the, the, remind me of the second part of, of your question. Yeah, it, it, it was really how um, you integrate Airtable and, and Google Sheets with, with Task Train. Are, are you linking to Task Train and that's your single source of truth? And, and how do you make sure that everyone on your team knows where to look when, when they're looking for, for that paperwork or, or, or that uh, documentation? Sorry. The most, most typically, the linking goes the, the other way. So uh, with, with Task Train, uh, we do have persistent URLs that you can copy and paste. And so everybody can get on uh, the, you know, the same assignment, the same step in the assignment uh, very easily and, uh, or the same you know, step in the procedure if you just wanted to, uh, to link to the, the template for your workflow. But uh, at each uh, step in a procedure, you can embed uh, content. That content can be uh, whatever, you, whatever you like. You can just enter rich text as content um, right in Task Train, and that's where it lives. You can link to anything else. So uh, in response to your question, typically, uh, if we're referring to uh, a... Uh, uh, an entity or uh, a feature story, uh, we would we would link out to that or to an external procedure in in uh, excuse me an external um, uh, a policy uh, or reference in Google Drive or in Google Docs. We would have a link to that. Um, you can also upload attachments as well. So if you have a PDF, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. But you can you can go either way um, with with that uh, because we offer you know deep deep linking into the application. But typically you're at a step in the process and you need to refer to some external um, some external resource to help you get through that, and that's that's immediately available to you. Okay. I want to know just as we're we're getting close to the end here. What is one thing that you, that you would want to say to you know owner, owners of organizations? You know what um, are, are they not considering when it when it comes to process documentation or improvement? Sure. Um, I guess uh, the question I would ask is you know where's where's the gap? Where's where's the gap in uh, it, your process? Where are you feeling the pain? Um, and that's going to vary. But uh, for, um, for me, I see documentation as just a first step. Um, consistent execution is where process improvement really pays dividends. So you have to you know, first have that <clears throat> defined procedure um, that you can execute, track, and measure to improve. Um, so you definitely want to set your standard. Uh, um, I think uh, it was Taichi Ono, one of the, the founders of the Toyota production system, major figure in the quality uh, management movement, said that without standards, then there can be no improvement. Mm -hmm. 
definitely set your standard with documenting your process, your standard operating procedure. Um, work with your employees to do that because they're close to the work. Uh, uh, check them for efficiency when you do that. And then build a culture of actually executing them. You know, you've got to measure the results, both the out, output results um, and the outcome metrics, which are going to be separate from that. The, the uh, customer satisfaction at the end, uh, the, the revenue, uh, depending on, on uh, you know, what business you're in, um, and feed that back in. Um, that's the classic plan, do, check, act, quality management cycle. Right. Uh, and and TaskTrain can help you with parts of that since we provide the platform for documenting those standard operating procedures and bridging that gap so that you can actually um, integrate them into everyday workflow and uh, ensure they're executed, not just documented, uh, and give you some of those basic uh, accountability and execution metrics uh, to, to see how you can improve things. Perfect. And Task Train is tasktrain.app. You can check them out online. Keith, where can people uh, check in with you, connect with you, hear what you have going on? Uh, I would say head to tasktrain.app. You can um, not only sign up for a free account um, and uh, check out what we've built, uh, but also get in touch with me. You can reach me via the, the built-in messenger on tasktrain.app and also find my social media links and contact information on the people page of tasktrain.app. Perfect. Well, I want to thank you so much for being on the show today. I could talk systems all day. It's been my pleasure. This is fantastic, Marcus. Thank you so much. Good. I'm, I'm so glad. And so if you like what you heard, please like, subscribe, follow, you know, depending on where you're watching or listening to this. If you have a friend or a colleague that you think would benefit from hearing this conversation, then please share it with them so that we can reach more listeners just like you. And just as a recap, all the links from today's talk will be in the show notes. Um, you got tasktrain.app. Keith is going to send me the link to the blog that we referenced as well. Um, I want to thank you so much again, Keith, for being here. And, and, and for the viewers, thank you for spending your time with us. And we will see you next time. Bye for now.